Good afternoon and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USC and Southern California. I'm Quinn White coming to you live from Studio B and USC's Annenberg Media Center. And I'm Hannah Abual-Hodge. It's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. And on today's show, protests are up outside of LA City Hall to call for the resignation of some of the council members over their racist remarks. Art LeBeau, beloved California radio personality, has died at 97. And a look into Tulsi Gabbard's problematic party switch. All of that and more from where we are. But first, today's news headlines. President Biden is reevaluating the United States' relationship with Saudi Arabia after it began working with Russia to cut oil production, a move that could raise American gas prices just before the midterm elections. The president, who in recent months has sought to strengthen ties with the kingdom, has now signaled openness to retaliatory measures proposed by Congress, including a halt on arms sales and new antitrust measures. British singer Rex Orange County, whose real name is Alexander O'Connor, appeared at Southwark Crown Court in London on Monday after being charged with six counts of sexually assaulting a woman. The artist, whose third studio album reached number one in the UK in March, has denied the allegations. His trial is scheduled for January 3rd. Former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announced her departure from the Democratic Party today, labeling it an, quote, elitist cabal of warmongers. She is calling upon other, quote, common sense, independent minded Democrats to exit with her. In a video posted to Twitter on Tuesday, Gabbard claimed the party she is exiting stands for, quote, the powerful elite rather than for the people. A pro-Russian hacking group has taken credit for a cyber attack which crippled the websites of several U.S. airports on Monday. The KillNet group set out to target airports in over 20 states, though it is unclear how many were actually hit by the attack. In a statement, LAX officials said that FlyLAX.com experienced a partial disruption, but that, quote, no internal services were compromised and there were no operational disruptions. American hospitals are bracing for an unprecedented winter of viruses. This year will be the first that is expected to include high levels of respiratory illnesses that have quietly swelled in the background for the past two years. The CDC has already reported rising flu cases, and despite a downtrend in COVID, tens of thousands of new cases are still being reported daily. For Annenberg Media, I'm Nick Wald. Protesters are taking to the streets outside of L.A. City Hall today in light of the leaked racist recordings involving three city council members. With the involved council members yet to resign, they face pressure from both the public and the White House to step down. Annenberg reporter reporter Maya Mari Vennett went downtown today to speak with protesters about the situation. At 9.30 this morning, community leaders held a press conference outside City Hall in response to leaked racist remarks made by three members of the Los Angeles City Council. Today our coalition is demanding the resignation of the three Latino council members, Martinez, DeLeon, and Cedillo, for making racist comments. You can never make racist comments and especially call a black child a monkey and expect to be in city government. Justice Advocates, a national civil rights organization has issued a letter to Attorney General Rob Bonta. I want the Attorney General to investigate two things. One, obviously we're very concerned that gerrymandering conversations were happening here. I want the Attorney General to investigate the criminality and the civil rights that were possibly violated on these phone calls. 
as well as to investigate the possibility that this was not the only phone call. Community leaders stopped their remarks in time for the city council meeting slated to begin at 10 a.m. Lines of activists and outraged citizens wrapped around the sidewalk of City Hall waiting for a chance to get into the meeting. And can you tell me how long you've been in line? Uh, right now, about 40 minutes. This woman would continue waiting. She, like many others, were left outside to wait. Protesters reported police telling them they couldn't be let in because a crowd that size was a fire safety concern. Well, I do understand if it's a fire hazard, it's a fire hazard. I do understand. Is that what they're telling people, that this is a fire hazard? Well, they're, they're dealing with the fire marshal, so they got to get it. People have got in. People have got in. Denied entrance into City Hall, peaceful protesters moved from the sidewalk to the streets. We've been saying this, but people have not believed us until the audio came out. And just because they look like us doesn't mean they represent us or our interests. So they could be black, brown, white, Asian, it doesn't matter. As long as they uphold white supremacy, we're against them. As the morning approaches afternoon, if you listen closely, you can hear the sound of protesters beating on the doors of City Hall to be let in as they chant. A few minutes later, a march began, temporarily blocking more of the streets surrounding City Hall. Members of the community were left disappointed because during the meeting, no significant action was taken to permanently remove the city council members in question from office. For Annenberg Radio, I'm Maya Mari Van. LA radio community lost one of its icons a few days ago with the passing of DJ Art LeBeau. As one of the first radio DJs to play black music in California, LeBeau played a pivotal part in introducing his audience to a new style of music. Mia Thompson has more on his passing and his legacy. Art LeBeau, the man who brought rock and roll and R&B to Southern California and coined the term oldies but goodies, passed away October 7th at the age of 97. An esteemed radio host throughout the mid-20th century, LeBeau has spent the past several decades airing song dedications and advocating for diversity in national radio. Well, I was a radio engineer when I started. I had a first-class radio telephone, a telegraph license, amateur radio, all when I was 18. I've been on the radio since 1943, and I believe that tallies up to about 71 years. LeBeau was a pioneer in the field. He was the first radio host to connect directly with his audience through on-air song dedications, which revolutionized radio and left a lasting legacy. All right, we have a dedication now coming up here on the Art LeBeau Connection. And uh, I'm told by my person answering the phone that I have Proxy on the phone. What are you going to play tonight, Proxy? Who are you going to send it out to? Annenberg Professor of Professional Practice and Director for the Specialized Journalism Masters in the Arts, Oscar Garza, believes that LeBeau was an influential force in the industry. He tended to dig deep um, and finding not obscure but lesser known songs oftentimes by, by artists. And, um, you know, definitely the space that he carved out in Los Angeles radio for decades and decades is 
is singular. You know, no one did anything like him, uh, and I'm not sure that anybody will. Throughout his career, and especially during the 1950s and 60s, LeBeau fought against racial discrimination against Black and Latino Americans in the radio industry and brought rock and roll and R&B to the Rust Coast. And I think probably before it was as widespread in journalism circles, he was pointing out the diversity of this, of this city. And you couldn't listen to his show and not be aware of that. He was one of the first and only members of the press to interview Elvis Presley, but also acknowledged the influence of blues. Sometimes people dig up a song or a record that goes way back, you know, like, uh, you know, Willie Mae Thornton or something like that, and, and they'll play the original Hound Dog, like when, when Elvis came out with Hound Dog. Most people didn't know that Willie Mae Thornton did the original Hound Dog. But, I mean, as you know, most rock and roll in the, in the beginning were done by black artists. Garza believes that one of LeBeau's talents was how he could understand and gauge the interests of the Southern California community and the impact he had on his work in journalism. But I, was, I grew up in Texas, and after I moved here, you know, learning my way around town, learning who's who, learning what's what, you know, very quickly Art LeBeau came into my consciousness and uh, just because of his presence here. And it was, it was just somebody who was so dedicated to keeping this music alive and keeping it vital and understanding really on his part what it meant to people. I mean, he'd been doing it for so long that uh, he had, I think, an insight that no one else had into you know, the connection that people had to this music going back to the 50s and 60s when, you know, he was starting out. LeBeau died peacefully in his home in Palm Springs, California, after a case of pneumonia, according to LeBeau's family via Facebook. There will be Art LeBeau dedications on the L-Day, KCOP, and KQIE stations, according to his family. For Annenberg Radio, I'm Mia Thompson. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard announced that she is leaving the Democratic Party, calling its leaders, quote, an elitist cobble of warmongers. All right, here's Matthew Sive with more on the story. This morning, former Congresswoman and 2020 presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announced that she would be leaving the Democratic Party. Gabbard made the statement on the first episode of her new podcast, The Tulsi Gabbard Show. In the 28-minute announcement, Gabbard outlined the story behind why she originally joined the Democratic Party and the main reasons she ultimately decided to leave it. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. It's now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our Constitution, and who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, who demonize the police, who protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. 
Gabbard elaborated on her thoughts on nuclear war in her appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast today. A nuclear war could break out in a week, in 30 days. We are staring over the precipice of that nuclear brink now more than ever before. People need to know that this is the reality that we're facing, that our leaders have pushed us and led us to this brink of nuclear war. Multiple Republicans have used Gabbard's announcement to blast Democrats in general. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene posted on Twitter. Bad news for Democrats. Tulsi Gabbard isn't the only one leaving the Democrat Party. Skyrocketing inflation, terrifying crime, deadly borders, unaffordable gas and energy, and an unwanted war with Russia are all serious issues affecting every single American and caused by Democrats. Many Democrats seem to have an indifferent response. Some, like Pennsylvania Representative Malcolm Kenyatta, questioned if Gabbard was ever really a Democrat. Annenberg Radio reached out to USC professor Robert Shrum for a comment. Shrum, who was once described by the Atlantic Monthly as the most sought-after consultant in the Democratic Party, had this to say. In all honesty, this is of no significance whatsoever. She was a marginal figure as a Democrat at best, as the primaries demonstrated in 2020. And that's about all I have to say with respect to her decision. Moving forward, Gabbard has not said which party she would join. For Annenberg Radio News, I'm Matthew Tsai. Hodge, we're glad you're with us for drumroll, please, from where we are. And I'm Quinn White. It's 13 minutes past the hour. Coming up, USC's football team keeps racking on wins. Stay with us. Miracles come in all different forms, and for USC football fans, it came in the form of Lincoln Riley and several star players. With a vast improvement from last season's performance, the Trojans have kept their undefeated streak after last Saturday's game against Washington State. Nia Harris has the recap. USC winning football is back. The team is currently undefeated with a 6-0 record, thanks to new team additions like head coach Lincoln Riley and new quarterback star Caleb Williams. Williams almost has 1,600 yards with 14 touchdowns. That's three more than former USC quarterback Keaton Slavis had his entire 2021 season. USC students are excited about the winning spirit surrounding the team this season. Javier Salinas, a junior studying human biology, says the changes to the team has impacted the excitement towards the football games. With, with the new team we have, the new recruits we have, um, the new coaching staff, um, it's, it's very exciting. Um, it's it, honestly, I think it's just impacted the student community as well. Um, a lot more students show up to games now. It's a lot more spirited, and I think it's just it's it's really fun and exciting to see overall. The respect for the team extends off campus. Marvin Ampachelin, a junior studying health promotion and disease prevention, thinks the success of the team has increased its attention in the world of college football. Just being a college football fan in general, you, there's a lot more respect for the team um, from other college football fans. And it's just a much more thrilling atmosphere to be a part of. And seeing the Coliseum packed every every weekend has always been fun. Riley has transformed the team, coming from an 4-8 and eight record last season. 
His coaching strengths on the offensive end of the ball is proven by the team's high-scoring games. Lincoln Riley just being one of those figures that has believed in the team since the beginning. Um, the fact that he chose to come here really does show uh, how much uh, he, 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 like the potential he saw on the team, and then I think that's really translating forward. Quarterback Kayla Williams' athleticism, field vision, and ability to run the ball has surpassed the expectations of the fans watching. Additionally, Williams' chemistry with Jordan Addison has sparked the offense. Most notably, running back Travis Dye is an unstoppable force for the team with 571 rushing yards, averaging six yards a carry, and has scored six touchdowns this season. I think the offense is doing pretty good. Caleb Williams is doing a great job of making sure that all the wide receivers are engaged. Uh, defense has also been it's, it's been decent. I think our, ta our um, defensive line has been a lot better than last year. Uh, there's still some improvements, but like compared to last year, uh, everything everything's in a positive direction, and we're still and we're a highly ranked team right now. So I think that that goes to show how good both sides of um, our team is. USC takes on University of Utah this Saturday, October 15th, according to ESPN's game prediction. Utah potentially can cause an upset to USC's undefeated record. USC fans are awaiting the outcome to see if the Trojans will remain undefeated. For Annenberg Media, I'm Nia Harris. Lots of stories happening today, huh? I was going to say, pretty wild day for the news around here. Yeah, I woke up to all the updates about city council. It was very surprised and disappointed to find the comments that were being made. I know. We got to the newsroom today, and I was like, oh my goodness, lots to catch up on. Yeah, do you think the council members are going to, you know, step down? They're facing a lot of public pressure. You know, personally, I wouldn't have said those things, but I would quit my job if I were them. I probably would, too. Hard to say, but that's all we have time for today on From Where We Are. Spencer Klein and Valeria Diaz produced today's show, and we also got help from Mallory Cara. Matthew Sai is our technical operator, and Derek Renfro composed our theme music. We're also streaming live on YouTube at Annenberg Radio News. Subscribe to From Where We Are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Radio. Please do it. I'm Quinn White. And I'm Hannah Boyle-Hodge. For all of us at Annenberg Radio, wherever you are, we hope you'll join us again for From, From Where We Are.